Hi, you're tuning in to Rusty Thomas, where once a week he brings the brilliance of scripture to every dynamic of life. For the last 40 years, Rusty has served the Lord as a father, minister, and political figure on the streets, churches, and capitals in our nation and abroad. You are going to hear compelling truths that will prayerfully build up your faith and equip you to meet the challenges of life with the confidence of God's Word. This is Kingdom Moments with my father, Rusty Thomas. Well, howdy folks. Welcome to another podcast interview, uh, or I should say episode. This is uh, Kingdom Moments with Rusty Thomas. I'm so glad you're here with me this day, and uh, God's grace and peace be unto you, brethren. So, um, my youngest daughter, Jubilee, and I um, went to see a film that most of you probably have heard of uh, called The Sound of Freedom. Uh, My wife and my other daughters were a little squeamish about it. They thought it would be too sad and disturbing uh, to watch, but uh, Jubilee, she's she's got a lot of a lot of personality like me. She's a pretty level-headed young lady, uh, but she wanted to go see it with me. And uh, yeah, you know, we were preparing, and and I, you know, I understood that it was probably going to be uh, disturbing. You know, somewhat heart-wrenching, uh, but at the same time, uh, inspirational. And, and it was, brothers and sisters, and if you have not seen it, I do encourage you to go see it, um, because so much uh, is communicated uh, through this film that a lot of people are not aware of um, when it comes to... Uh, human trafficking and its impact upon this nation and our world and so you know we 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 went to the film and um and you know i did some research i did a little bit of study about it learned a little bit about uh tim ballard and his testimony and you know how he got involved uh in rescuing children uh from you know human trafficking and so you know when the film begins you find out this man tim ballard you know he's he's working with homeland security and somehow gets involved in um, you know human trafficking and he was very successful as far as arresting and busting pedophiles that are involved in human trafficking uh, but one of the major struggles was, you know, what to do when it comes to the victim, uh, these uh, precious children. And so the U.S. government had no problem backing him uh, to go after the pedophiles, you know, in the human trafficking ring, uh, but somewhat hampered and hindered when it came to the actual rescue of these children and of course uh, after a while this this greatly uh, disturbed uh, Tim Ballard I mean he really struggled uh, with that aspect 
of how to properly, you know, deal with uh, human trafficking and how to uh, rescue uh, these kids, these victims. And by the way, uh, brothers and sisters, this is horrific uh, in the sense that we're not just talking um, adolescent children, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15. We're talking, you know, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds um, that through various means and ways, uh, either through fraud or kidnapping or through various means, you know, human traffickers seduce their victims or kidnap their victims and get them in the pipeline of their network that really is worldwide. I mean, this is kind of a, a mafiosa operation uh, that is uh, very lucrative. Um, I believe uh, this is a so-called business that garners $150 billion per year. And yes, there's a lot of sick, you know, sick, perverted people uh, involved in this so-called business, this trade of human flesh. Um, but bottom line, the love of money is the root of all evil. And that is clearly uh, depicted uh, when it comes to this film, The Sound of Freedom. So, you know, here's Tim Ballard. Uh, his heart is breaking uh, for these kids. And um, and the, the film actually, uh, and you know, again, I don't know. I can't verify all the facts of the film. Uh, but it's presented that he, he literally had uh, 10 months left with a full-blown pension and his heart was so broken over the plight of these children uh, he left Homeland Security uh, to go independent uh, to try to rescue these children again he had some success in busting pedophiles I believe he put uh, 288 of them in jail and so he had a good record uh, in that regard, but again, our government was woefully lacking in what to do about the victim and rescuing these children uh, from this horror. And so that's what kind of catapulted him to go independent uh, to rescue these children. And uh, in the film, he, he comes across this unsavory character and... Uh, it's clear that he had a past uh, that was involved in this kind of sick darkness. And he kind of shares uh, his testimony where apparently, you know, he, you know, solicited a prostitute. You know, he thought, you know, she was like 20 to 25 years old. Well, it turns out she's 14 years old. And he said that he was looking in her eyes and saw a sadness and at first, you know, he, he thought the sadness was concerning her and her plight, you know, involved in, you know, human trafficking and prostitution at such a young age. You know, the trauma, you know, that she was going through, manipulated and controlled by these sick, perverted people. Uh, but he began to realize, no, the sadness in her eyes uh, was a sadness for his 
soul that he was involved with this darkness uh, that he was the darkness and apparently when that became real to him when that realization uh, hit him uh, he put a gun to his head he was going to take his own life and it's kind of uh, conveyed that at that point he had an empower you know encounter with God and that you know kind of saved his life and it was at this point this unsavory character and and he, and he is he, he, he looks like a creepo you know he really he really kind of carries that he's a you know cigar smoking heavy drinking guy you know what I mean that's rude and crude but boy does he have a heart uh, to rescue these kids and to save them and so he tells Tim Ballard listen when God tells you to do something do not hesitate and uh, so he kind of kind of partners with this guy and then he comes along uh, a, a wealthy benefactor uh, who has you know sort of a heart uh, for these kids and he's trying to convince him uh, to work together so they can begin to you know rescue uh, these children uh, from human trafficking you know sex slaves and interesting along those lines when it comes to slavery because that's what this is this is human slavery and and one of the profound statements that comes out of this film was that there are more people and the majority are children are enslaved today than in any time of our history and they and I even did some research and it, it stated that even with the 350 years of chattel slavery in the United States of America that there are more people enslaved today than all the slavery that happened within those 350 years now again most of us are ignorant um, you know some are just lack of knowledge or others may be willfully ignorant but we you know tend to tout ourselves as a civilized society right you know we we defeated slavery and it's not an issue no it is a still a huge issue uh, and one uh, where we tend to be turning a blind eye and a deaf ear to and so anyway he he works out a deal with this businessman and um, together uh, they begin operations uh, to rescue these children now for me one of the most disturbing um, parts of the film is what Tim Ballard had to go through personally in his own soul uh, to get into the mind of these pedophiles and to work the system in such a way that he could rescue these children. And so, you know, there's, there's some scenes where, you know, he busts pedophiles and then, you know, kind of good cop, bad cop, he starts to befriend them. Or this, in one case, this one guy, he befriends them him and um, and starts getting into his mind and uh, slowly but surely uh, lets this guy know hey 
even though I'm in the government, I have similar, you know, wants and needs and desires. And of course, at first, the guy's not buying into it. Uh, But Tim finally convinces him, yeah, I'm one of you. And so he uses that relationship uh, to set up um, a client, a little boy. And um, now what's interesting about this little boy, and this is part of the true story, there was a father in Mexico. He, uh, I think he's a single father, has a little boy, you know, maybe five, six, seven years old, and a, a daughter that's a little older, you know, maybe 10, 11. And so, and this is part of the fraudulent aspects of human trafficking, and you need to pay attention to this, brothers and sisters, especially parents, because what it was presented to this father, um, these groomers, these um, these human traffickers, and by the way, you know, most would think that it's a, a predominantly a male a criminal problem, uh, not so, a lot of females are involved in human trafficking. And so in this case, this female uh, was used to commit fraud uh, to kidnap these children. And so, you know, she would come to unsuspecting parents. Oh, your kids are adorable. They're so sweet. They're so cute. Oh, yeah, I could see a career in modeling or in acting. And so, hey, we're going to have an audition coming up. And Hey, why don't you just, you know, drop by, drop off your kids and just come back at seven o'clock. You know, we're going to do some testing and stuff like that. And of course, the the father drops off the kids. He comes back at seven o'clock and the operations are shut down and everybody is gone, including the children. And so obviously this man, you know, you you talk about a broken heart. Uh, It's massive, you know, to come home to the house where. You know, your children once, you know, was lying in your house in their bed safe and now gone and God knows where. And, I, and I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, uh, these human traffickers, they act with speed. I mean, literally, like if you typically within 12 hours, if you do not hunt them down and and trace them and find them within a matter of days and weeks uh, they're literally uh, shipped off these kids are shipped off all around the world so let's say they're you know they're uh, you know kidnapped in Mexico uh, a week or so later they could literally be in Moscow you know Russia or, or, you know, uh, L.A., you know, California, or somewhere in Brazil. I mean, this is a massive network, and they got a system. They got their websites, they got their books, and they got their network, and it's very sophisticated. And by the way, this is one of their disadvantages if we only had the will and the resources and the personnel to pursue it because you got to remember brothers and sisters these you know this is a business and they are in business to make money and so they got to do a lot of stuff online you know and so they do have websites and they do have clientele and they do make arrangements 
Um, and so I, I do want to get back to the fact, though, uh, of how these uh, these human traffickers use fraud. So in the case of that brother and sister, um, you know, they entice the parent, you know, with some with like fame and fortune and um, and, you know, use that as a ruse to kidnap the kids. Uh, but some of the other things they'll do. Uh, for example, like there may be a young Vietnam, you know, v Vietnamese young lady, you know, who's approached by human traffickers and go, oh, well, we just found out, you know, there's an opportunity for you to move America and become a nanny uh, for, you know, some wealthy American couple, you know, and of course, wow, you know, you know, opportunity, you know, freedom, America you know, start over again, you know, prosper. And so, yeah, it sounds so good. And so they'll say that to these girls and they'll, and they'll make, you know, the transportation possible uh, to come to America. Uh, but once they arrive in America, they take away their passport and then put them in the pipeline of human trafficking. And of course, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, brainwashing a lot of manipulation, a lot of drug use um, to, you know, gain control over their minds, over their volition. Um, and uh, before you know it, they're, you know, part and parcel uh, of this, you know, sex trade. And, um, and then, you know, there's other stories where, you know, They'll go to the Balkans and find some young people there and go, oh, you know, there's an opportunity to become nurses in America. And of course, it's, you know, the land of opportunity. Why not? Let's do it. And so, they you know, they provide uh, transportation, you know, to come to America. Same thing. Take away their passports. And then before you know it, you're in some brothel, you know, in, in New York City. And so this is, you know somewhat how they operate you know how they gain access to their victims and in a certain way brothers and sisters if you remember c.s lewis you know uh you know he did the, the lion the witch and the wardrobe you know the chronicles of narnia you know the magic war you know uh ward, ward wardrobe yeah you know where they opened the door and they they gained access to narnia and uh, it just reminded me so much of the the narrative between the White Witch and I believe it was Peter, you know, where she used, you know, one of the sons of Adam uh, to betray, you know, uh, the rest of mankind. And the way she did it was she found out like what was his passion, what was his appetite, what did he love the most? Well, it was Turkish delight. And of course, she used that passion and desire against him to capture him. And, and, and that really is the way of sin. That really is the way of temptation. And so I'll tell you what, you know, training our children uh, in self-control is huge. Uh, because they can be exploited easily by these human traffickers. 
And um, one of the things you need to be aware, especially when it comes to your own children and the dangers that are represented here, is uh, it's, it is a lot through online gaming and through social media uh, that these traffickers get access to our children. And so we really do have to educate our children, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, gaming. And, and let's say they're, they're playing uh, with other folks around the world through a gaming, you know, uh, console. And, um, you know, what these uh, human traffickers will do, they, they'll pretend to be like the same age and the same sex of the other gamer and they'll play games together and develop a relationship. And then before you know it, they go, oh, we just happen to be passing through your neighborhood. I'm here with my dad. Why don't you come meet us? And they go, man, great, man. It'll be awesome to finally meet face to face. And then once they get there, yeah, there's an older guy and a younger man. But it's not the dad. It's a human trafficker. And so they get sucked into that vehicle and away they go. They're taken, they're kidnapped and then forced into the, you know, this, this ungodly, wicked trade. And, um, and even with social media, you know what I mean? Um, and our kids need to be very, very much aware. I mean, most of the time when you're dealing with people, you know, it is the actual person that you're communicating with. But these people are very cunning and very subtle. And so not all the time, the person that you're talking to is the actual person. And so we really need to equip our children with guidance and rules uh, to keep them safe from the wiles of the evil one uh, and these predators because uh, they are very, very cunning uh, when it comes to capturing these kids. And that's some of the way they do it. Um, so anyway, you know, getting back to the story of the film uh, and this guy's incredible testimony and his calling. And by the way, I mean, this guy, you know, I was telling you, you know, he had to really like to become like one of them. Um, one of the things that is, you know, I guess difficult for his own personal soul, because when he, you know, when he was, when he fights these things, you know, he, he literally had to watch thousands of hours of these kidnapped kids and the abuse, you know, that they went through. And so, you know, they would ask him, how in the world could your soul possibly deal with that and, and not go crazy or, you know, be tempted yourself or, you know, seduced by it, you know. Um, and he responded with one word, Jesus. Now, I, you know, some people said he's a Mormon. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know his full religious background. Um, but that was the answer that he gave. Um, now, obviously, if he's a Mormon... He's not worshiping the biblical Jesus of the Bible. Uh, he, he, he's, he's involved with a counterfeit Jesus. Um, but anyway, I mean, he 
he really had to put his soul through a grinder uh, to be effective uh, in rescue uh, these children. And so when it came to this little boy, um, you know, little Mexican boy that the human traffickers called uh, Teddy Bear. That's what they named him, Teddy Bear. Um, they, um, there, there was a, a situation where um, he, he uses that relationship with the one pedophile that he busted to set up that meeting uh, to meet Teddy Bear. And of course, that's when he busts him and that's when he rescues this little boy. And it's so precious because this little boy. Oh, by the way, these children actors in this film were absolutely phenomenal, like above and beyond. They did an excellent, excellent job. I mean, they captured, uh, you know, the subtleties, the, the trauma, the despair, the trembling. Uh, the confusion, you know, and then, of course, the sweet release and relief, you know, that came, you know, with their rescue. It, 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 they just did a phenomenal job. And so, you know, he, Tim Ballard rescues this boy, you know, brings him to his dad. And, of course, there's this incredible, you know, reuniting of the father and the son and it's so it's so good brethren it's so precious you know and, and obviously i mean the boy and and these kids you know they, they they've they suffered extreme trauma you know and you know that's not just going to go away in a day and there's, there's a lot of things you got to work through you know what i mean but the fact that they're restored to their parents. It's so powerful. It's so precious. And it's at that point, you know, Tim Ballard's, you know, he is committed to finding the sister. And, um, and it's through that commitment of finding uh, the sister. And he's trying to figure out, like, how in the world can I trace her down? What can I do? You know, so he gets involved again with this unsavory character and this wealthy businessman. And they literally uh, buy an island and turn the island into the resort. Now, and I don't know if this was purposeful or not, uh, but obviously, as soon as I saw that, I, it instantly connected with Epstein and his infamous island, where heads of state and celebrities and Democrats and Republicans, you know, uh, all partake, you know, partook of uh, that evil and that wickedness. And so what they decide to do is to buy the island, build this incredible resort. So, you know, they expended a lot of money to pull this off. And so they build this incredible resort. And then, of course, they, they contact their connection with the human traffickers. And sure enough, over 50 kids are sent to this island. And, um, and so they're, you know, they're partying and all that kind of stuff and living high off the hog, high off the land. And, uh, here are these, these kids just lined up for the taking. And, um, 
And that's when the authorities came in, you know, busted all those wicked human traffickers. And they rescued, I believe, 53 or 54 children. The problem was um, the sister was not one of them. And that's what Tim Ballard was hoping for, that she could be among those children. Uh, but he finds out, no, she's not there. So, like, what do you do? So, you know, he's doing his research. He's doing his homework. And he, he actually finds out that uh, she is in a region that's very, very dangerous. Uh, it, it's so dangerous that the government of that nation doesn't go in there. The military doesn't go in there. These are filled with rebels and they're very uh, violent. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, he's not only working with unsavory characters and working with, you know, wealthy businessmen, but he's also working with authorities and the authorities are telling them, like, we can only go so far, you know, we cannot go in there. It's too, far too dangerous. And so here's, you know, Tim Ballard and he's, He's made a commitment, and this guy's serious, man. This guy, he, 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 when I say he's committed, like this guy, yeah, he, he crossed that line, and there was no turning back uh, for him. And so here's that other guy, this kind of creepo guy that rescues kids, and he goes, well, you know what? Uh, I did hear tell that, you know, a while back, you know, there was a pandemic or an outbreak, and uh, they allowed, like, you know, medical personnel like medical missionaries uh to go in there and treat them and so tim going that's the ticket that's the open door that's what we're gonna do and so he you know he him and this guy dress up like medical personnel and the authorities bring them into the jungle as far as they can and then just give them a boat you know to sail into sort of the enemy's territory now, again, you know, he, he, he has a general understanding where she might be, but there's a this is huge, you know, amount of land mass and there's all kinds of, you know, rebel villages and, you know, it's like finding a needle in a haystack, right? And so he's, he's going in and sure enough, here, here comes another boat filled with, you know, these rebels, they're shooting at them and man, they are aggressive. Like they are violently aggressive. Like, who are you? We're going to kill you right now. You know, it was very dangerous, like very dangerous. Like, you know, they could have easily just been shot to death just for being in, in, in the area. And so they, they, they calm things down. They deescalate the situation. They convince them that they're medical people. They're just here to help and serve the villages. And so, you know, that's their in. Uh, they get into the territory and uh, they meet up with the head honcho. This guy's a maniac. You know, you could tell he's a, he's a brutal, drunken mess. And uh, he kind of rules the place with an iron fist kind of deal. And, and uh, come to find out, the little girl that he's searching for, it, you know, this man owns her. And, and so... It, it's an intense situation, but it's through that process he actually ends up finding this girl. And it's, it's just an amazing, you know, find, an amazing encounter. And now he's, got, of course, got to convince her, you know, I'm here. 
I'm here uh, to rescue you. I'm, I'm here to take you back home. And of course, this girl has been through the ringer. She's traumatized. She's trembling. She's confused. Um, and he's trying to help her, you know, now. And again, brothers and sisters, I cannot, you know, verify all the, the facts of this film. I mean, I do believe he went into a dangerous situation. I do believe, you know, he he went into rebel territory that he found this girl and he rescued her. But, you know, when you're doing films like this, you know, Hollywood, you know, takes some poetic license, you know, things of that nature to make it a little more exciting, a little bit more dangerous. And not, and it could have been exactly as the, the film portrays it. I just don't know that. Um, but the point of the matter is once he finds her, he finds out where she is sleeping at night, you know, comes in one night and, um, you know, wakes her up and she screams and, he, you know, puts, you know, a hand over her mouth, muffle the scream. And then, no, no, calm down, calm down, sweetie, I'm here. I'm here for you. You know, we're, we're going to we're going we're gonna to leave this place. I'm going to take you home. Well, that little scream um, kind of alerted the head guy and some of the other guys that were partying and drinking and singing and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, he's going to investigate the matter. And so, you know, he comes walking into, you know, the shack, the hut, and uh, there's that little girl. And Tim Ballard, uh, his character, is underneath the bed. And so this guy, you know, is going to calm her down, you know, by abusing her sexually. And, and, and let me just say about this film, um, it is... It's not overt, it's not graphic, it's it's sort of tastefully done, but you know for sure this is seriously evil and wicked, and these people are sick and perverted and demonic. I mean, it's they capture that. They do, but they don't do it overtly and graphically, um, and so anyway. You know, he's he takes her from her little room to his bedroom, and he's getting ready to do the unspeakable, you know, to this child. And Tim Beller rises up, rushes him, uh, and kills him. Now, again, I don't I don't know uh, if that's true or not. Um, if, that, if that's the way it went down, uh, but he grabs the little girl, and they they, get, they go running, and it's in the middle of the night, in the middle of a jungle. I mean, like, it's like, this is like pretty intense stuff, right? And so he, he goes to the river, he finds one of their boats, and he takes off with the little girl. And of course, there's this, you know, incredible chase scene, you know, you know, did that happen? You know, what was the timing of that chase scene? I don't know. But in the movie, it's one of those, you know, hot on their heels chase scene, right? And, you know, he gets to the shore, they get in the car, you know, the, the bad guys show up, bam, 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 they're shooting at the car, and uh, they escape. And, you know, so you're, you know, it's an exciting, you know, you know, on the edge of your seat, like, you know, deal. And, um, and of course, they rescue her. And it's, it's pretty incredible. And, um, and of course, there's that scene, you know, where she's taken to the hospital and uh, when she awakens, you know, there's there's her dad, you know, and oh my goodness, you know, the way this little girl 
responded, you know, to her dad being there. It was so precious. I'm just telling you, brothers and sisters, it was just so, so good. And uh, something, and, and I, you know, this might be, I, I guess I'm spoiling the entire film, but I, I caught something um, in the film that I thought was significant because this little girl starts the movie off and she's, she's in her bedroom and she's got her sandals and a bucket or something like that. And this little girl has a song in her heart and she's just singing, she's just playing, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's just, you could tell it's coming, you know, straight out of her soul, right? But then when she gets kidnapped and forced into this sex trade, it's like the evil one just knocks this song right out of her soul. She can't do it. She tries, but it, it, it's, it's escaped her. It's been crushed, you know, because of this terrible, terrible, you know, circumstance, you know, that has just afflicted her soul. Well, the way the movie ends is her dad got her a bongo. And, uh, you know, the movie began with her song. It was destroyed through, you know, human trafficking. And at the end, the song comes back to her. And I just thought how, you know, that's like, you know, the story of redemption, right? You know, um, so that, that was that was pretty powerful as far as just the how they began the film and how they closed the film. And so anyway... Those were some of the scenes and some of the, you know, the reality uh, with when it comes to human trafficking. Um, as I mentioned, it's a it's a hundred and fifty billion dollar, um, you know, business venture. Um, the United States of America were one of the major uh, criminal nations when it comes to this blight against our own kids. Um, I mean, I, I tell you, it's like America, we've, it's like the devil take our youngest, right? That's our mentality. The devil take our youngest. And, uh, of course it starts in the womb uh, of abortion with abortion, right? The American Holocaust. And we know biblically, you know, abortion feeds the demonic realm and so it's clearly there's a there's a direct connection between the root of child sacrifice the shedding of innocent blood and then our children being captured and kidnapped and subject to unspeakable abuse i mean it's incredible in in america alone brothers and sisters in america alone they estimate there's 25,000 to 50,000 human traffickers in the United States alone, let alone what's out there internationally. That's within our borders. And, and one of the huge problems is our government that in some cases could probably be involved with this. Because, okay, by the way, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, it's it's not directly stated, but when I've been watching some of these interviews, um, Jim Cavazile and Tim Ballard and people involved in the film, they are making connections with this 
this crime against humanity with Hollywood, with some aspects of our government officials. Um, and it just seems to me that God is beginning to dismantle this thing. He is shining his light upon it. But I am telling you, our government is woefully uh, like lacking in, in any kind of real response to the magnitude of this criminality that's happening under our watch and within our borders. Um, they estimate like America's budget is like one point nine trillion dollars, right? One point nine trillion dollars. Do you know how much sp money they spend against human trafficking? $22 million. And some of these guys who fight human trafficking, you know, they talk about there, there are entire like federal agencies that get billions and billions of dollars to fight against what is actually legal commodities, but done maybe in an illegal way. And they get billions of dollars but this entire thing is illegal this entire thing is criminal and and it's it's pursuing and capturing you know our one of our more most precious resources as a nation our own young our own sons and daughters and you know if you like if you went to local law enforcement and you ask them a budget about like, well, what do you have for like gang warfare? Like, like what do you have, you know, for, you know, this aspect of criminality or that aspect of criminality? You will find they're fully budgeted. But when it comes to this, when it comes to human trafficking, like very little, very little. You may have one detective that has a lot of other responsibilities you know, he may answer the call. And by the way, again, this this harken back to uh, the need for speed, because believe me when I tell you, uh, these human traffickers, once they kidnap a child, speed is of the essence to get them in the pipeline so they're not traced and found and recovered. Well, they got speed down. You know who doesn't have speed down? Law enforcement, our government. They are so underfunded. And I, I, I was listening to a broadcast where a guy was interviewing one of these guys that went, he was a CIA, ex-CIA guy who went independent to fight this plague. And he, he asked him, why, you know, why doesn't, you know, people who run for public office or presidents or anybody campaigning for a public office, why won't they make this a campaign issue? This is serious. You got fifty to twenty-five thousand human traffickers, you know, running around in the United States of America, and I believe it's like what two million children per year or something like that captured, taken away, you know, and there's little, if no response from our government. And, and, and the ones who are fighting this, for the most part, are ex-government agents or military guys, you know, who, who you know, were, were involved in some aspects of this, but they saw the failure of the system when it came to these children and their plight. And like any good American, I'm talking a really good American, 
Well, if the government's going to fail in their duties and responsibility, you know, we're going to roll up our sleeves and we're going to get it done. And we're going to go after these sick, perverted people. We're going to bust them. We're going to bring them to justice. And we're going to rescue these kids. And so, brothers and sisters, this is just, you know, some of the things you need to be aware of. Uh, again, I'd encourage you to see the film. I encourage you to do some research. You know, uh, as you know, we're planning on moving uh, to Florida um, soon at the end of August. And I was talking to uh, the loan officer. He's a Christian brother. And I, I talked to him about the film and some of the things that are working in my heart, you know, what we can do as a church uh, to help these kids. And he made known to me, well, he said, Rusty, you know, Florida is one of the big, you know, human trafficking states and he talked about the i4 corridor and so apparently from this i4 that goes east and west across of florida from uh, tampa bay across to daytona beach that's the i4 corridor and apparently that's the hot spot for human trafficking and so we're just once once we get landed and start the church we'll be in west melbourne which is you know a little bit south of daytona beach and so you know one of the things i've already done is to contact some of the men and the brothers that we're gonna plant this church and just say brothers i just want to give you a heads up you know once we you know god willing get up and run and fully functional uh, we're going to do our research and investigation and see what we can do uh, as a church uh, to help these kids. And so, brothers and sisters, I, I would encourage you uh, to be aware of this situation. I would encourage you to make sure you're investing in your children, that you're training them, you know, giving them wisdom, discernment and discretion. Um, they need self-control because believe me, these people will manipulate passions and desires and use it against them to capture them. Um, you have to be aware of, of the games that they're playing, who they're playing them with, you know, who, who are they talking to online for the most part, it's legit, but there are, there is, there is that aspect where it's not the person you think it is and they're setting them up they're scamming them you know and so we got to train our children to understand the dangers here right and then i would just say as a church we got to start you know obviously pray uh, but then you know we we gotta you know work with our local authorities we we we, we gotta have an, a working relationship you know and maybe even find, you know, organizations like Tim Ballard. I think it's uh, uh, Underground Railroad or something like that. Um, but there are organizations out there that are fighting the good fight, brothers and sisters. And I just pray that through this film, that God will shine a brilliant light uh, into this dark, demonic place and begin to hold this network responsible to bring them to justice, to, to bust up this network and uh, shine the light in Hollywood, shine the light in uh, our, our government officials or either A, 
personally involved in it or uh, you know prosper from it or ignore it um, but brothers and sisters you know these are precious children you know who were made in the image of God and you know and we're tearing them up in the womb and then we're tearing their souls apart by this human trafficking and then of course they got the homosexual agenda and the transgendered movement just raping their minds and mutilating their bodies I'm just telling you I, I can't it's hard to me to imagine the millstone that's being prepared for the neck of America what we have done to his little ones it, it's it's just heartbreaking honestly we got so much to answer for brothers and sisters and so we can't approach this thing in any kind of ignorance right we, we, we gotta we can't you know just keep putting our hand head in the sand and pretend like this is not happening no it is happening brothers and sisters and we got to live our lives in such a way that we got to be part of the solution instead of enabling the problem amen so that's about it for this episode and as usual i just want to encourage you to keep pressing on to the high call and prize in jesus name and by the way we'll we'll I try to get some links uh, that if you want to do your own research. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would still again encourage you to see the film. I mean, but be prepared. It's it's not easy. Uh, but I think it's it's needful. Uh, so anyway, uh, God bless you, saints. Until we meet again next time.